Welcome to Down to Hearth, the podcast for cigar smokers, whiskey drinkers, and for the people just looking to kick back, light up, and have a good time. I'm your host, Jerry, and I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Gio and Caleb. Fellas, 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 what is going on on this fine, what the fuck day is it, Wednesday? It's a Wednesday. It's a hump day. It's a hump day. Day. Hump day for sure. Caleb, what's up? Hey, good to be here. Uh, we'll keep it moving fast because we got an exciting show today. So, All right. Gio, what's up? What's up, guys? As you can see, wider shot, multiple guests today. Yeah. A uh, little hectic in here, but yeah. we make it work. We're we definitely going to make gotta, it work. We just got to you know, break out the wallet and invest in another camera, apparently. All right. Well, let's get right to it. She's yeah. in your shot. We'll introduce her and we'll get it going. All right. We got Hello. Mame here. Mame, tell us what you do here and where you're from here. I'm Mame Kendall. I am from Pittsburgh. I am a territory manager for Altidus USA. I rep Monte Cristo, Romeo, H. Upman, St. Louis Ray, all kinds of stuff. And Buffalo happens to be one of my areas. All right. Well, welcome to the Herf. Thank you. And looking forward to everything you guys got to share with us. Next up, we got Travis. Another represent what is it that national educator for Altidus? The, the official title is <laughs> yeah. national education manager. Okay, seven years in, I'm still trying to figure out what that means. Sure. So, but it, it, it's it's a title. But really, what I get to do is travel around the country and teach retail staff, really from seed to finished product, consumer events, giving them the little bit more knowledge to create this hobby that we love. And give them a little more information on the inside. You know, like, how are things done? How, are, Like a winemaker. Sure. You're all, we're always curious, like, why does that winemaker grow grapes in the same area, but yet they taste completely different? Same thing with tobacco. So I just get to fill in those gaps. It's like science in a weird way. That's it really definitely is. science. It's, it's definitely, definitely science. <laughs> so it's really funny. Uh, when I first started smoking cigars, I had no idea how to taste cigars. And I actually watched... A video that you were featured in, uh, I think it was with the dude at Boveda, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how I learned to learn to taste some of the notes in a cigar. So it's kind of weird that now you're sitting here wow. three years <laughs> later. I've only been smoking cigars for three years, but I really, I I took it and I took off with it. You know what I mean? I, I love it. It's just so relaxing to me. And now I turn this hobby into, I guess. I guess like a what like a second job, right, Gio? Right, Caleb? I mean, and you have like a master collection that anyone would kind of want to as well. Sure, but uh, yeah, the your video that with uh, I don't remember his name. Do you? Do you happen to know his name? The, the, do you remember the interview? I do remember the interview. It's got um, like fifty thousand yeah. views or something. So a lot of people have probably watched you and learned how to taste cigars because of you. So let's see, you kind of throw me under the bus because yeah, memory's not as good as it used to be. As sure. you get older, guys, it, it will happen. Um, but, uh, it, it's, I've done a, a f- numerous videos with these guys because Boveda is such a great tool for us in the industry to help make sure those cigars that we're spending good money on to really make sure that they're, they're kept well in the box. Sure. You know, we want to make sure they're humidified, right. And then that they're on the right conditions. So Boveda has been a really good and a, and a great partner of ours to be able to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think it's so ironic that uh, now you're sitting here and, and I'm interviewing you along with my two buddies. So. Well, and that's great. Pretty I, cool. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, you, that that video affected you like that. It and, did. And I'm hearing that across country. And it was just, for me, it was just the passion of what I have in this business. 
it just kind of came out. And yeah. I'm glad to see that, that people like yourself, it just, you were able to gravitate towards something and, and find out this hobby of cigars that we are all enjoying is a lifetime. It'll be a lifetime thing for you. You don't have to smoke all the time, right? It's, it's, you just get to kick back, enjoy when you want to. And it just, it'll be a lifelong thing. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, unfortunately, it's definitely a daily thing for me. Not unfortunately. <laughs> Not unfortunately, but I mean, like, to my wife, that would be, like, unfortunate. You know, like, oh, you smoke too many cigars. That's a whole other show. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe so for I, your wallet. Yeah, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Travis, wouldn't you say everybody has, like, a story of, like, what got them started? Everybody has a story of, like, that moment that they said, wow. That's really that cigar changed my life or that experience changed and you might be sitting in a room with a bunch of people you don't know and all of a sudden you guys all have something in common that really makes you kind of come together. I that's what I always enjoyed about cigars is that it doesn't matter what you believe, what you think, but you can all kind of come together over this. So it's really funny. I'm not trying to steal the show here guys, but it was like an altitude cigar that actually got me into cigars. It was oh. that uh aging room cigar of the year in 2019. And that is what really got me into chasing number one cigars and chasing high rated cigars. And honestly, it it's a reason that my credit card bill is as high as it is, too. Uh, that cigar kind of just took me down this rabbit hole of like, what can I get? You, you know, like chasing. Because I don't know if you guys chase cigars as much because you guys are in the industry. But I mean, like when you first start and you start getting into the hobby. You really do want to try different things. What makes this so special? How did this get number one? How did that get number one? Right. And, and the number one thing I see all over the nation, guys are wanting to chase that one, that elusive, that, that hard to get a hold of. If you really broke it down, and you guys here, people that you smoke cigars with, have you ever thought about maybe just going and having them buy something? It may not be the number one. It may be something that's been in the industry for 20 years. Take the band off. Bring it in. Have them taste it blind. Because really, if you think about it, cigars are just dead tobacco leaves rolled up in a tube. Simple. But are you smoking the band or are you smoking the cigar? You're chasing number one, but your palate may be different than everybody else's. I guarantee it is. This was also like when I first started. (laughs) Now I could care less. Now it's kind of like I want to try the newest stuff out. Now I want to try everything that comes out. And that's kind of what we do. We review new cigars that are just hitting the market. You know, we, we try to, you know, tell people as best as we can. Obviously, we don't have a, you know, refined palate like you do. But, you know, is it worth the money? Like, should I get the cigar? Is it worth getting a box of? Is it worth getting a five pack? Is it worth just trying it? And I, that's kind of the direction the show is going now, especially with like pairing whiskeys and cigars together. I mean, they go together like salt and pepper, I would say. For most palates, yeah. Yeah. And it's, you're never going to find that one that, if I said this whiskey and this cigar go great together, that's me. Yeah. yeah. That may not hit your palate right. And it may be another one, but there's never going to be a perfect one for everybody or even one individual. Sure. One day, as opposed to another day, we might find one works better than another. So it's, it's the adventure of trying it and just keeping going and, and trying something different. Foods. Believe it or not, if you guys want to have fun on the show ones, grab a cigar, grab a Pepsi or a Coke, grab a root beer, grab an A&W or a Mountain Dew, right? Mountain Dew would be one of them. And then try Dr. Pepper as your final. Oh, I love Dr. Pepper. So go. I'm in. The 23, 23 flavors. flavors. Yeah. <laughs> it, in. It, if you 
kind of can cleanse your palate just a little bit between each soda, you'll find that even soda pop can change the flavor effect of what goes on in a cigar. Well, speaking of cigars, mm -hmm. why don't we get this cigar introduced? Because I don't really know a lot about it, but I'm definitely curious about it. So what are we smoking right now? Usually this is where Gio would tell us all about the cigar we're smoking, but who better to introduce this cigar than you? Gio. <laughs> I yeah, mean, right? didn't get to do my research on it, so <laughs> no. I know we're smoking. He and, and I switched it up in your last minute. So, But the one we're smoking now is one that I travel with a lot. I mean, and when I leave the office, there are certain cigars that I hit my palate, and these are, it hits me just right. This one is a Nicaraguan Puro that got rated number two cigar of the year back in, I believe it was 2020 uh, is when, when this one was rated. But the size that we I brought for y'all is my personal favorite. It's called the, uh, the Demi. It's a Corona size. Now, Coronas aren't the biggest in the market, and the Toros are still your number one selling size. But for me, I can smoke a Corona just as long as most people can smoke a Toro. Because that's one of the deals that I find is around the nation, people don't know how to smoke the cigar properly. Like, the, the, the length of the draw on each, each size fit difference. But this cigar here... Being in Nicaragua and Puro, using tobacco from three of the major growing regions, there's four in Nicaragua. Well, this has three of them in it. So you're getting all these different flavors from the Nicaraguan area. Condega, Jalapa, and Esteli, which most everybody knows. But the flavors are very clean, crisp, and very con diverse. I would almost say complex. There's a lot of flavor going on. You just got to know how to look for it. And there, it's there. So... If I were to ask you, obviously, I'm sure you get this question a lot based on what you do, but what is the the most proper way to smoke a cigar? I mean, obviously, we, we smoke down cigars. Like, actually, I feel like Caleb could use this the most because he smokes a cigar in 20 minutes. Yeah, I, I so got to slow down I feel down like today. he could use this advice. Caleb? <laughs> yeah, I got to slow down. I'm a fast smoker. 20 minutes. I feel like he doesn't even... One, seen, one, one pull. pull. You know what? These corona, size, these corona sizes, I could definitely smoke them down in like 20 minutes. So yeah, I, should, I know. I'll, I'll chill today. Let's put it this way. I did a, a bet with a guy uh, once. It was who could finish the, the cigar, the, make it go the longest. Whoever went the fastest had to buy the other guy a cigar of their choice out of the humidor. Any cigar we wanted. I was about 20 to 30 minutes after he finished a 6 by 60 when I was smoking this cigar right here. Okay, damn. The length right. of your draw. When you put that cigar in your mouth, that little quick, just to make sure it's lit, got a little bit of heat going. One, two, three. Slow and steady. Just like my wife says. Slow <laughs> and steady. And there's your pro tip, number Courtesy 11. And this one's Travis. coming from Travis. Slow and steady, guys. And she makes reference to that when I work on things in the house because I seem to be, you know, you know fix things, you got to do it fast. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yo. See, this is what you get Just from the. Caleb, this, this, this is, is what you get from the Down to Her podcast. This is good <laughs> advice for you, buddy. Yeah. Because right. in the time he smokes that that Corona, you would be through half a box. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I'm gonna really take it easy. Slow down. I'm gonna watch how Travis does it. So yeah. I'm gonna watch how a pro does it. He's right got here. you. Well, he's got you under the microscope that's right now. Multiple Travis. life advice. This is how you ended up with you know two girls. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, it's it's all about heat. The, the ember that's on your cigar, you don't want to heat it up too fast and, and keep it too hot. You guys have all cooked steaks. I think most of us all have cooked a steak at once in our life. If you think about how you cook that steak, are you going to throw it on a grill 
at 800 degrees and be able to cook it to a medium rare using the grill only? Or are you going to cook it at 350? You want to let those fats kind of melt in. You want them to slow cook, right? I'm laughing over here because I'm that guy that likes my steak well done. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, burn that motherfucker. Hey, I know, it's terrible. Language, like nice... It's terrible. I'm sorry. But... You're fired, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, take his man card. <laughs> he, hit, he hit me just, with the just, Donald Trump right here. You're I'm fired. fired. <laughs> he fired me on my own show. Just just take the man card and just hide it away from him until he can appreciate a medium Listen, at least. I'll own it. I'll stand here. I'll own it. I'll stand my ground on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to feel and bad I, about ironically, it. Ironically, his like, cousin, who is a pretty renowned chef in the area, and just made fun of me. He goes, hey, man, who am I to tell you? If you like your steak out like that, you want to ruin a $65 steak? By all means. <laughs> and, and cigars are the same way. I, I've given you guys these cigars. These are your cigars. If you want to pound down on them, by all means, I can sell you more. But you're not really appreciating the flavors that we take the time and the years to be able to build a cigar like this one in my hand. Right? Over... Well, I think it was two and a half to three years to build this blend that goes into this. We don't do that for you guys to just hammer them down. We want you to enjoy them. But if you enjoy, you know, really just going to town in 20 minutes, by all means. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That is some really good life advice. I got to slow things down. I feel like I speed through life too fast. All right. So. I got a perfect way to slow down here, Caleb. What are we drinking today? Right. What are we pairing this with? Ooh. Okay, so we are pairing this with Bardstown Bourbon Company, and we are doing the Founders Brewing KBS edition. So we have a straight bourbon whiskey finished in Founders KBS aged stout barrel. So this is their chocolate chocolate beer, essentially. So um, what they do at Founders, they age their chocolate beer in bourbon barrels for up to a year, and then they see what they're working with. So we are going to be getting some, I'm going to guess, chocolatey hints into this whiskey right here so in this whiskey bourbon so i hope you guys are all enjoying it uh courtesy of geo today so thank you very much and this is a thanks geo 110 proof 110 proofer Whew. nice high proof i like it everything oh. over 100 that's that's my, that's my rule of thumb wow you guys are strong at eight in the morning oh yeah <laughs> yeah 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 me i i man i love like a 125 like a stag or you know yeah, even like barrel proof, anything barrel proof. Wow, I like that burn. I don't know. Wow, yeah, I like that. I, I'm a rum cask finish kind of guy. He likes but, that sweetness. But, but I, this yeah. is for what we're getting. I'm liking it so far. Yeah, you like can, I've had a couple sips now. You can really um, taste be, that rich chocolate smell to this. It's also a ten-year-old. The, the smell. smell. You, well, no. you can. It's got a what chocolatey taste. What the fuck are you talking about? It's, it's got Caitlin, a chocolatey taste. Did you try to judge that off your first taste? No, this is like a couple tasted it already. Okay. I can really pick it up a nice chocolatey smell to it. He's gone over in past casts. So I'm, I'm sorry, I have to agree with you, Caleb. You I smell- do smell the chocolate, mm-hmm. and I can taste it when I smell it. <laughs> and I, it reminds me of ginger. Ooh, okay. Because whenever I order sushi and somebody puts that raw ginger on my plate, it tastes like flowers as I'm smelling it. So like a floral note? Yeah. yeah, on yeah, ginger, yeah. not this. Okay, but okay, ginger yeah, yeah. is what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. So, like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I completely understand where you're coming from. Maybe I jumbled my mush mouth of words together, where it's like you know how you smell yeah. something and you could almost taste yes. it when you smell. Yeah. That's kind of what I mean. That's... You're going too fast. It's, yeah, I gotta slow it. <laughs> yeah, down. what what else is new? This is what, what is we're trying that? to tell you, Travis. This guy, he just fucking. I live life in the fast lane. I'm a hundred miles an hour plus. Do you drive fast too? No, I actually drive like a grandpa. <laughs> Makes no sense. So you're like in the opposite of the fast lane. But I carry gotcha. precious cargo with so, me daily. So that was your Prius out there. 
All right. <laughs> yeah, right. Making sense now. Family man. Family, family man. Family guy over here. So yeah. one thing I would do, it, it, I haven't even tasted this yet. The floral notes, yes, I, I agree. It's got that sweetness. I can smell a little bit of that chocolate. Now, we said chocolate right at the beginning, so it kind of gave us that mental image that this is what's going to be in there. Your mind will tell you what's in there. You'll find it whether you want it to or not. That's why I'm uh, I'm so against him reading out the notes because I feel like I, it just takes the experience away of where I'm trying to figure out where these notes are coming from and what they are. And I hate when he does that. I hate when he reads shit and then it, my mind immediately thinks what he reads. Well, I said it was in those KBS chocolate stout barrels from the beer, yeah. so it kind of it goes without saying. Um, also, to note, th- th- this is a ten-year-old Tennessee bourbon as well. And it's been in those uh, KBS stout barrels for 15 months as well. Yeah. So it really soaks in all that flavor. So how 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 would you suggest pairing these? Well, first thing I do is make sure you keep your cigar lit. But sure. The initial tasting that you want to do is is literally let that whiskey or wine just barely touch your tongue. Anything with an alcohol, just let it touch your tongue. Introduce you're kind of like introducing it to your mouth. You don't want to shock it with this big. Big hit, big taste right away. If you do, give yourself just a few minutes to let your mouth calm down. Then when you start to introduce it, you can start to open the flavors up, just like a cigar. You never want to judge a cigar as soon as you light it up because you're not, you're really getting all the flavor of the wrapper. You're not letting the, the interior filler leaves, the oils that are there, expand and warm up because when things warm up, they're going to expand out and you're drawing smoke over those oils. And those oils are what's bringing the flavor in. Well, the same thing with, with your pairing on, on whiskey or wines. You want to introduce it, kind of get it used to. You said this is 110? 110 proof, yep. Wow, it doesn't drink like it, does it? Drinks no. lighter, don't it? Yeah, it does. Smooth. It's, 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 it doesn't have that bite. No. That chew. So to note, you also are uh, a wine sommelier by trade, right? Uh, that you went to school for that in Vegas? Used to be. Used to be. Yep. I did a little research. Yep. I was a, a sommelier with the Wine and Spirits Education Trust. So safe to say you can identify a lot of those finer points of flavor within a spirit. If not, I'll lie and make it sound like it's real. Sure. With that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that, honestly. Because what's the old saying? Fake it till you make it, right? Hey, that's a Miami mantra. Yeah. Hell yeah. I didn't learn that until I moved down there, but yeah. Vegas, crazy town. I feel like uh, I, I don't really drink a lot of wine, but if I do, it's like a like a dry red. I don't know. You guys wine people? You guys like wine? I mean, I like a little bit of wine. Yeah? It, you like the sweet stuff or the dry? No, I don't like it too sweet. I like a little... I actually... I'm, I'm probably not a really good wine drinker because I do sometimes like the mix, you know, where they have... I forget what they call it, but... They, it's a or it's a blend. Oh, Excuse like a me. red blend, like that. Yeah, red blend. So I'm not a real wine drinker. Which I wouldn't is, even know where to start. I feel like that yeah. is just such an intimidating. No, market. let me tell you where to start. You go to the liquor store, and Franzia. No, no. My mother is a <laughs> red wine expert. Okay, and she says, go to the liquor store and pick up the Chairman's Reserve, or the Chairman's Select, and if it's ten dollars or under. That's where you buy it because it's cheaper when it's on the chair. I don't know if you do that here in New York, but in Pennsylvania, we do chairman's reserve. The fuck is it? 
Is that an airplane flying low? Yeah, there's something. There's something like a lawnmower or something in the background. <laughs> fucking hell, dude. Like, uh, Remember man. the summertime? This is why I fucking hate... I, I hate fucking recording in the summer. I That's didn't cool. warn you. Whenever I record, it seems like there's something. I was recording numerous times, and all of a sudden, it started raining. <laughs> yeah, sure. We use a pause for We now. try to go at night. <laughs> so we don't have to hear people mowing their lawns. This is like actually pretty early for us. We don't normally record this earlier. This is fucking annoying. Well, you know what? You listeners, it's life. We deal with it. You know, that's what cigars do. I didn't even hear it until you said something because I'm enjoying the cigar, the company, the whiskey. Everything else just kind of voids out. So if you're hearing it, just, you know, deal with it. Enjoy our guest on the show. Yeah, right. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Don't pay attention to background noise. Enjoy the guest. Now back to this chairman's reserve you were talking about. Oh, so like I said, I'm not sure if you do it in New York, but in Pennsylvania, we have what's called like chairman's select and they pull out certain wines off the shelf and they sell it at a discounted price to get people to try the more expensive wine. And usually it's, you know, anywhere between 10 and $15. And my mom says that's where you have to stay because you can get a really nice bottle of wine for 10 or $15 and and really enjoy it but then when it's off the chairman's select we don't we don't buy wine that expensive anymore we stick to that price point and she's always right and she'll always tell me oh i tried this on the chairman's select and it was really good so that's where that's how we choose our wine in my house mama knows best mama knows best she mama's always right every time i tell my daughter that every day water boy does she listen though uh, not yet. She's only 16. Oh, okay. Oh, so she's she, at that fun she's age. At, oh, yeah. She's real fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. look at that. Look at the sarcasm. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> she just had her 16th birthday. Was it like the MTV 16th birthdays? Did she get like a Porsche? Um, no, she did not. She's waiting to go visit her father, and maybe she'll get, she's asking for a Range Rover. Range Rover? God <laughs> yeah. damn. Can I be adopted into this family? You're right. Well, you're I not going to get it from me. Fuck? You're not going to get it from me. Even her dad was like, um, she was asking me for a Range Rover. I'm like, hey, that's on you, not me. Yeah. yeah. Daddy, um, my goodness. Daddy, how are you? I'm 20 years older than you are, but dad. Yeah. <laughs> I was no. happy when I got my Chevy Cavalier. That was a 96. No shit. I had wow. a Dodge Omni, okay? That I had barely, a Focus. That barely made it to Horrible. work every day so I could wait tables at 18 so that I could pay the insurance and put gas in it. And I had to, in one time it broke down on a hill and I had to throw it in park and hitchhike home with a waitress apron, apron full of money. And I just was like, ah, whatever. No, some old man picked me up and he said, sweetheart, you really should not be hitchhiking with all that money on you. Oh man. So we we got Omni Cavalier. (laughs) I had Ford Focus. I had a 96, uh, 96 Taurus. Uh, I got it once my grandpa died. So sad story turned kind of happy for me. With a new car. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Four, 14 and a half, <laughs> and I'm driving a 72 Chevy pickup truck. Nice. Is this my, yeah, I got my license, farm farm license. Yeah. So. Well, so. I'll continue that story with you once I find out what she gets, but I'm sure she's not getting a Range Rover. <laughs> yeah, right. But, um. She sounds like she needs to be humbled. Get her ass like a Dodge Dart or like a fucking. Right. You know, <laughs> what, a, a Grand Am. Right. No, well, not the new one. Well, I'll take the new Dodge Dart. The new yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I saw no, she's, that. Actually, I, I kind of portrayed her. She's actually, she is very humble. She knows she's a very lucky child. And she does come to me all the time. And she, and she says, Mom, thank you for everything you give me. She is a really, she has big dreams. And, um, you know, she ha- she thinks 
you know, she obviously wants big things like everyone in the world, but she does, she's super appreciative of everything that she does get. That's good. So, so I, she's I raised with morals. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't mean to make her sound like a brat, but you know, we all our sixteen year olds are all kind of brats, no matter what you say. I, I have all a, the Gen Zs are kind of that way, though. Yeah, right? like, yeah. I right. mean, did, 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 what was that thing? The term skirt, skirt. <laughs> really? That's what she's going to be doing once she gets that Range Rover. Oh my ass! Skirt. skirt. Well, at least she's got a very cool mom with a cool job. She does. She does have a cool mom, although she'll never tell you that. Well, well, Jerry. Maybe when she grows up to appreciate what you do, exactly. it'll come around. I Jerry. tell her, I go, you know, none of your friends' moms are doing this. That's right. See, Jerry's got a girl on the way, so sixteen. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. What, he's wait. talking all this shit. He's gonna be such a, you know, girl dad where he's gonna be like, Spoiled I got kid. you this Range Rover. Listen, <laughs> yeah. listen. When Maggie was born, we had onesies printed um, that said. So, just so you guys know, we. Uh, her dad is a twin smoke shop in New Hampshire. So we had onesies printed that said twin smoke shop. And she wore nice. onesies at newborn. that said twin smoke shop. My daughter had backpacks all through elementary school. that said um, smoker friendly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I worked with them and they'd give me a backpack and I'd say, here kid, smoker yeah. friendly. And then she always, you know, she still wears my sweatshirts from my, that say smoke cigar shop and lounge. The, the cigar shop that I opened myself. Um, that I don't own anymore, but she wore those all, you know, she wore those all through middle school, high yeah. school, you know, she's, but it will sophomore. go fast. Yeah, it does go really fast. You can be anything you want to be just, you can't be a cigar smoker because that's the only thing the government cares about. Yeah. <laughs> they just, the war on tobacco. Mm-hmm. I can care less because I'm going to do what I want to do anyway. That's so well, that's how it should be. <laughs> that's how it should be. Live and let live, baby. How's it? How's the live military and, and, uh, and what branch law enforcement or anything? Ask for forgiveness, not permission. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that. Yeah, well. I was never military. Oh, I, I thought no. you said you were in the military. No, I was going to say, no. oh, what branch? In the military. Okay, yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, they, yeah. Oh, they yeah. believe in that. Well, yeah. that's what we said on the farms, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So uh, I want to touch on that. You touch on the farms. Uh, so you're originally from Washington, uh, right? Washington State, huh? And you, uh, Columbia, is it Columbia Valley? Yep. Um, and I think you said around Hogue? Uh, Hogue Cellars. Hogue Cellars, yeah. okay. Hogue Cellars was... Uh, the gentleman, the father of the guy that started Hogue Sellers, was best friends with my dad. He was the mayor of our hometown. He taught me how to play golf. And, it, yeah, it, it, Hogue Sellers eventually expanded because the expansions of where the distilleries are at, you've got to call them different names. It's more than 500 yards away. So started up Genesis, and then they eventually sold off. But, yeah, they're the, the good friends of mine. The whole Columbia Valley, I pretty much know them all because of the restaurant that my parents owned growing up. They, we all knew each other. It was it was a tight knit community, kind of like the cigar community, right now. You a big golfer? You like golf? Oh, I love golf. Yeah, you but, watch you watch all the tournaments and everything. You watch golf on the weekends, mm, or you no. just like to play it? I I love to play it, but I haven't picked up my clubs in over three years. So really, oh, got to get back out there. Yeah, well, yeah, me and Caleb go a lot in the summer. That's how we spend most of our morning. <laughs> you think living in Florida, I'd be able to? Yeah, I mean, but I, when I, I when imagine. do I get the busiest? Because we got you know shows to go to and people to go you know events we got I, I want to go to and, and be at with all the consumers that love our product and and or those that maybe don't yet but they will. And um, us territory and, managers are scheduling him as much as we can. Yeah. So sure, yeah. no, it so my, my, my this is a busy, busy busy week. 
for us. I can only imagine, and we really do appreciate yeah. you guys oh, no, making the no time problem. to come hang out. Obviously, we want to put this out and get you guys out there. Uh, this is what I get a smoke and drink in the daytime before I have to go to an event. <laughs> Lo- I mean, yeah, loosen up, loosen up a <laughs> Thanks, little bit. Caleb. You know? We took we a vacation day man. for this. <laughs> yeah, loosen- me and Gio took off of work for this. So. Wow, that's really nice. Hey, I, well, just like you said, what, what more could you ask for? You yeah. know, you're having a nice cigar and having a nice pour of some some good bourbon yeah. and. And then mm-hmm. that's a great way to start the day. You Cheers to you up. guys in law enforcement. Absolutely, man. Everybody out there that, man. Yeah, yeah, you guys have to take Cheers a lot of shit, so thank you for Especially your service. These days. Yeah, Especially you got, these days. You, yeah, I feel bad for you because people just don't. Well, don't, don't. feel bad. It's yeah. a great pension. It's also a lot of fun. No, there are you, shitty I, parts. Yeah, I just feel bad for the way that um, the law enforcement has been portrayed and treated in this past few years. It's, not, it's very unfortunate <laughs> because the major percentage of law enforcement are doing the right thing and it's sad that the few ones that maybe make some wrong choices are the ones you know they're the ones that are like called out all the time and that people are like talking about instead of looking at the good you know it's it's so congratulations and thank you for what you do what i don't think people understand is how fast things happen at our job yeah like one second you could be sitting there talking to somebody about the problem that they're having and the next you're rolling on the floor fighting them yeah. Like it, it happens like this, and I don't like. I don't truly fault a lot of the things that happen sometimes in like officer involved, you know, situations because I don't think people understand how fast this stuff happens. That's the big uh, key. People just don't. They, they're not in it like you guys are. They're not. They don't have to understand. From my experience and what, what law enforcement has taught me, by talking with y'all, is you are on edge. At every moment, because you don't know the unexpected. You have to prepare for it, but you don't know. So you are on edge, and then all of a sudden, one thing can trigger that. And then you got to cover your ass, because what do you guys want to do at the end of the night? You just want to get home. Yeah, you want to get home, and your, you want to be alive. That's, your safety that's, you know, that's is literally key. It. Yeah. And if people just understood, you just want to get home at the end of the night. You're just, a, you're just a bunch of guys who are doing this as a profession out of choice. It's not being mandated you have to do this. You choose to do this, and you just want to get home at night. I got my own little saying. It's uh, two things when I go to work. One, come home safe. Two, stay off YouTube. And that's literally yeah. how I. That's how I. That's that's how I live my life every day. So. So instead, you chose Instagram. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Hey, I, something tells me that a lot of our clients at work aren't watching Cigar and Whiskey Talk. No, but they're not. Know. I don't know that for sure, but I feel like a lot of them probably are not. So are you prejudging? Definitely. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. Just ba- based on their hobbies and my hobbies. You know, I, I feel like we may be a little different. Yeah. Not to say we don't be hanging out at the uh, local cigar shop every now and then in district when, you know, a little community policing. <laughs> sure. Sure. 100%. But, yeah. Uh, if I, if, if, but if anybody out there, being for me, just, it's a respect thing. It really is a respect thing. Respect each other. Respect everybody. I mean... There's no problems that are that bad that you can't just work through it in life. It's not worth it. Just well, I mean, every time you go to somebody's call and you're answering a call for service, it's the worst moment in that person's life at that time. And you got to go and you, you're almost, you're like a mediator, mm-hmm. right? And you got to show up and you have to have the answer to all of their problems. And if you don't, you're a fucking asshole and mm-hmm. it switches up. It switches on you real quick. And mm-hmm. sometimes, I mean, you're walking into a household and you're talking to the guy who's been married to his wife for 40 years and you're giving him marital advice you're like oh yeah man you know maybe just take a walk cool down you know like 
fuck you, you're not going to come in my house and tell me what to do. And people don't understand. It's a very scary situation to walk into another man's house and tell him what to do. They know the corners better than you do. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Just yeah. weird talking points. but Which is why you need cigars and bourbon. This is why we do what we do. Exactly. This is, this this is, is my what you, This is what you need to relax. Therapy. Mm-hmm. Therapy session. It is therapy. All the time. Yeah. Just Steve relaxing. Harvey says yoga, right? This is yoga. Cigars yeah. are yoga. <laughs> Slow down your breathing. Sit down. Relax. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Caleb. Unless you're Caleb. Hey, I'm slowing down. I'm getting mellow. I'm chilling out. I'm not even chugging the whiskey. So <coughs> Barely touched his ghost. So he's yeah. not all hyped you, up I, yet. I like to say I'm not a drunk. I'm just drinking. <laughs> I'm a drunken practice. <laughs> yeah. What? I'd say the biggest thing I've picked up besides cigars while being a police officer is sarcasm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotta have a good sense of humor. Because when someone's just, you know, being an absolute jerk for no reason because I, I i'll buy the you know oh this isn't a pro you know, like i get it your situation sucks right now and some person you don't know has to tell you how this is gonna go but then there's just the straight up ignorant person who you know is right away coming out the gates with some form of nonsense and you're like oh oh wow that's really original never heard that before yeah. but putting yourself in your district and kind of understanding the people that you're around Flying around the country, I treat East Coasters way different than I'll treat West Coasters. And it's nothing, and I'm not prejudging anything. I just have to learn the way they do things. And, and I would imagine the district that you're in or the area that you're in, you would try and tie in with the way their emotions are, the way they're, they're li- uplifting, you know, the way they're brought up. You try and associate that. Sometimes sarcasm is part of that. Yeah. I mean, even here, like, it's like every district's like its own mini department. I yeah. Would, like, you can't do things that you would do in one that you could in the other. That's actually really true. Like that's really spot on. There's definitely parts of the city. Like you, you, I don't want to say you treat people different, but like you, you almost have to assert yourself a little differently to be like recepted. Well, yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, enough with the work talk though, man, I'm getting depressed. This is depressing. I'm I'm watching. I haven't really seen you smoking yours much. Is it still going? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's lit. So I'm seeing most y'all the ash. If you look at the ash on the cigar, you guys are all good. Mm -hmm. Now too many times I'll I'll be in the shops and I'll see you guys with this, you know, the long ash contest. (laughs) That drives me nuts. I'm glad I I didn't didn't do it today. I don't want to bring my clean air. If you, you know, Cleaner than running it through, you know, inch and a half of ash. Most people don't realize what what is ash doing on a cigar. That little bit of ash right there is doing nothing more than acting as insulation. It's keeping that ember that's in the cigar to keep your cigar lit because you're 100 percent natural. They're going to go out on us. Mm-hmm. We know this, but that ash helps insulate that ember to keep it in there and keep it hot. So really, you, when you leave an ash on, just leave just enough to keep that encapsulated, keep that heat tempered in there. Beyond that, you don't need to keep a ton on there. You don't want to taint the air going through. The uh, cigar's got some really nice flavor notes. Uh, it does. It's uh, definitely, you know, a lot more complex than I thought it would be based on the size. But I'm picking up is, a little bit of more of a, a almost a, I don't want to say black pepper because it's not. It's almost like a like a, a softer, like a white pepper maybe, um, out of the out of the whiskey. It's almost bringing some of that those zest notes out of the the spicy like jasmine. Uh, and a little bit of spice out of it. I don't know about you guys. If uh, if I knew what jasmine tasted like, I'd probably agree <laughs> with you. 
Uh, Most people wouldn't. <laughs> I have no idea what jasmine is. That's one of those words that nobody really knows, so I can throw it out there. <laughs> I've never think, had jasmine rice. Yeah. Oh I, yeah, jasmine rice. That's what I was thinking. Jasmine rice. But Same, isn't that just a different green? No, I mean, it's a is flavor. That, is it actually? Yeah. yeah. Floral. Hmm. It's a florally flavor. Yeah, jasmine tea. It's it's, a, it's from a the flower. It's, it's flower. You're not a teetotaler. No. <laughs> no. I I'm I'm like a big coffee guy. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Coffee. Pot a day. As much as I can get. Yep. I'm getting a little bit of coffee notes from the cigar. Okay. Yeah, just a little. I, Nothing too crazy. I wonder if that's more from the stout. So tonight, um, we will have coffee to pair, mm-hmm. actually. So you can try that. Coffee is really good with the cigar. It, 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 because if you look at a cigar, and the, the color of the wrapper is all based on fermentation. Sure. So what's, with the length of time, you know, we're going to sit there and let that tobacco cook, if you will. Moisture, something dead, it's going to decompose. That decomposition creates heat. That heat is really where the, when we stack the tobaccos up, the heat can't get out. You may have heard of barn fires before. Most time, 99.997% of the time, it's not somebody that threw something in a hay bale that caused it to catch on fire. It was the decomposition, the weight of it won't let the heat out. It just traps it. That's what we do in fermentation tobacco. So, when we're doing it, we can slow it down. We can let the temperatures lower on, on Maduro's, let it go for a longer, a lot longer period of time, changing that color. Like taking those sugars and cooking them as opposed to maybe caramelizing them in a, in a really dark color. So that darker the colors go, you'll typically find like a coffee or co- uh, cocoa notes are two really big ones that you'll always pick up. Coffee, for most of you guys who drink coffee all the time, that, that might be your predominant. I'm getting a coffee flavor. So I usually get like a, you know, like a black coffee, espresso, uh, cocoa. Mm-hmm. Those seem to be like my like dominant tasting notes. And cocoa and coffee are kind of like synonymous with each other, even though they're different flavors. Lighter cigars, I feel like I'm more of a, like I can get like cream, uh, especially on like a, you know, a lighter, like a like beef. a Connecticut or something like that. Something real light. Vegetal tones as a, a, you know, your grassy, your florals, things like that will come on those light ones. Sure. So those usually are my dominant tasting notes. But aside from that, I, man, I don't really get too complex with my tasting notes. And, uh, and, and really, I don't like to bullshit it either. That's another thing, you know. Like, you I really feel don't like some need guys, to either. They might. 90, I would say more than 90% of the people out there can't taste flavors. They don't know what the hell they're tasting. And we, we as manufacturers, we'll, we'll put like flavor notes down to try and attract a customer and, and get them to come in. And, but, and they're true to what our panels of 13 that we have, these are what we taste out of it. And the largest ones that match up, those are the ones that we'll put on the sheet. So it, we're using our tasting panel. But for the most part, most people can't taste the flavors. It's the experience. Is it the feel in the mouth? How's it, you know, does it have a good balance? Because your mouth can really kind of say, do these work together or do they not? We're pairing it with the whiskey. I think this is a slight off to each other. I, I wouldn't personally pair these two together. The whiskey's on a little on the hot side for this cigar. Sure. There's so what do you think would choose. be like a good proof point for something like this? Right around the... the now, I've done a, a, a double oak with it before. Worked really well, but it was an older. It would have been barrel aged for a lot longer. So it was softer on the on the palate in the back, back of the throat. I would say your proof on this, you're at that 100 95 to 100 would be probably ideal. It just depends on how long it's been aged, too. Because this, to me, I get a lot of... Uh, I'm getting a lot of heat in my throat from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like it. I'll drink it. I know Travis just said the double oak, so I feel like I know Gio likes that Woodford double oak, so maybe 
that would be the pairing right there. And that's the that's what we did with this was a, a Woodford Double Oak um, Cast Reserve, I think it was called. So I feel like this would be a good question for you because we talk about tasting notes all the time, and obviously mm-hmm. you seem to be very predominant in your tasting notes. So what what would you think when somebody describes tasting notes of like manure? Like, because <laughs> yeah. I've seen this in reviews, and I've I'm like, what the fuck are these people talking about? I. In a prior episode, I basically just was like, this is absolute nonsense. Like, I sure, maybe he does have this refined palate. I won't say where I saw this review from. But no normal person is going to be like, oh, yeah. It tastes really like taste shit. <laughs> it tastes like shit. And I want to smoke it, and I want that in my mouth. I really want to taste that piece of shit right now. <laughs> See, you know, you guys Don't clip shit. that, too, by the way. People that have maybe worked in the cattle industry. Sure. Yeah. You have to deal with that. What do you do with that? You sell it off for fertilizer later. So what is that smell? That to me, that's money. So put yourself in that in that person's shoes. Would that person maybe have been in an industry around something for in the fertilizer industry or in a, in the cattle industry? Or Travis, like I'm not even buying this right now. <laughs> no, no. See what I'm saying? I am follow, not buying your fertilizer follow, crap. Follow controversy. Follow the dots. You that person. <laughs> may have been involved in something like that. Now, I get questioned leather notes. Oh, I don't eat leather. But if you've ever had to untack a saddle in August after riding it for all day, and you untack that saddle, the oils turn to vapor, they'll end up on your on your tongue and your mouth. I mean, you can taste the leather. What about like when you're it. a kid and you're chewing your baseball <laughs> glove in the field and you, you have no idea what the hell you're doing? If you're just standing out there, Little League? Chewing on your baseball glove, you're not licking glass, Yes. All right, now this is going to sound pretty crazy, too. And I wrote it down, but on this cigar, I did get some leather notes as well, besides the coffee notes. I don't know if I'm crazy. I'll let Travis be the judge of that. He's our refined palate and smellier, but I got some leather notes to this. That's one of the notes that we put on our tasting card. And you're laughing over there, like I'm yes. some sort of crazy person. But of course, he brings turd. it up. Yeah. Yeah. He at brings it up right after like it's, we start talking nope, about it's, leather. It's written down. It's right there. Do you we have a timestamp? Now, would I personally <laughs> say it had manure notes? I wouldn't. But it's remember, it's up to the individual. Each person is is on their own, on their own time schedule. So you know, their, their their palates are individual to them. So if that's what they get, that's what they get. Doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just that's what they get. Well. We appreciate you guys coming on. If you guys are on a tight schedule right now and you guys got to fly out, I totally we have We have 10 minutes. Okay. That's what I was trying to tell him. I'm sorry. We have 10 minutes because it's going to take us about 20 to 25 to get to our next stop. Sure. Perfect. No problem. Do do you guys want to tell us about uh, what you're going to be doing later? I know this episode is going to go out on a Wednesday, but if you just still want to say what you're in town for, because it's nice to have you guys in Buffalo. Yeah. um, Well, as you know, I'm the rep in the area, so... Um, we're doing the Winner's Tour event at Nice Ash in Depew. Um, Depew, which I think is a funny word. Um, especially after this manure talk. Especially, I was just going to say, speaking of shit, we're going to be in Depew. Um, anyway. There actually is an outstanding like, funny joke around Cheektowaga and Depew that they always say, like, Depew is like the shit of Cheektowaga. So, so they always say that. I'm not, I mean, I, I live in Depew. Anybody so. listening, I'm not insulting you at all. Um Anyway, so we're going to be at Nice Ash in Depew, and we are basically doing the winner's tour, which is highlighting all of our um, award-winning cigar lines. So we're doing the 1935, the Vega Fina 1998, the Aging Room, uh, Quattro Nicaragua, Nicaragua, um, the um, 
Romeo and Juliet reserve a real Nicaraguan mm-hmm. and the don't help me Travis, because I'm just trying to bring this all up into my brain. Statesman. Um, what what? He, oh, he was a statesman. Starts with Henry. Oh, Henry Clay, <laughs> the Warhawk. Excuse me. My Thank man. you. Um, so we're so those are the ones we're featuring. You know, I've never had a Henry Clay cigar. I've heard great things. Oh, the Warhawk is excellent. Yeah. Um, you can try that tonight. Um, it's a unique yeah. cigar because Henry Clay's always been known as that really dark broadleaf yeah. cigar. We said he's a statesman. He came up with a coin. He coined the term Warhawk. If you're a senator, congressman, you you get coined the term Warhawk. You're a Warhawk. You like to go to war. Well, that's what he, he that was because of him. So we said, you know, we're going to reverse the roles. We're going we're gonna to go to battle against himself. So we put a Connecticut wrapper on the outside. We put the broadleaf right underneath it as the binder. So it's got the clean flavor, like you were talking about with the, with the Connecticut's light colors. But we gave it that rich texture underneath. So it's got that double layer going on to it. And I think that's why it did so well. Yeah. I feel like that's what I'm going to go for later on. Yeah. It sounds good. Yeah, see, I had a Henry Clay. They did a collab with uh, Tatuaje, a tattoo. Pete Johnson, yeah. 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 So it was that, that was my first one that they had, and it was yeah. it had like five years on what it. What was that, something. the stock cut? I'm trying know, to remember uh, the name of it. The, the tattoo. tattoo. Yeah, it was the Henry Clay tattoo is what it was. So was I, it? The it was, tattoo? It was yeah. the same okay. time we had the stock cut out. The Henry Clay stock cut was available then, but we did a collaboration with, with Pete Johnson because Henry Clay has been Pete Johnson's cigar when he was in the retail side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he was just a retail... He loved Henry Clay. That was his go-to. And we had the, the whole legal thing with the Florida Lee. You know, it was just a, it was a, just a, a stupid thing that the lawyers got involved with, and it really shouldn't have gone to where it was at. Both sides would say that. But when you said, in order to close this out and show everybody, look, we don't have no hardships. Let's do a cigar together. He chose Henry Clay. He was introducing tattoos. So we said, let's do the Henry Clay tattoo at the same time. And it was a great cigar. He did a great job blending that one. Yeah, so I... What- my understanding of the story is Pete used to really push the Henry Clay cigars. He's like, listen, this is a great price point, ugly looking cigar, but it is so good and you'll really appreciate it for what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess they used to like like tight bundles. They'd be all different kinds of shapes and, and, and like wet packed. Still still make them today. Yep. Just and he's like, this, we'll this was. <laughs> yep. Just they just squeeze them together. them together in a wet pack, right? Uh, funny looking doll. I mean, they, yeah. And but he pushed delicious. that out to everybody. Delicious. He loved that cigar. Yeah, so that was one of his favorites. So it was fun. To, it was fun to do that collab with him. Yeah. So obviously, with time constraints and stuff, um, is there anything you guys want us to know about Altidus that you want to push out there? Anything new that's coming through that you guys want to talk about? Anything that you know, you know, anybody in the industry might be curious to know? Well, anything new, we're probably really not allowed to talk sure. about just yet. But one thing that I would like to say as a former retailer and now a, um, a cigar rep, you know, one thing that a lot of the younger smokers and think, you know, they're always like in that search for the new, I got to have that new, I got to have that new, I got to try that new thing. You know, sometimes it's really, really fun to go back to something that's old, you know, and Monte Cristo and Romeo, yes, they've been around forever, and it is really um, like you'd be surprised when you go back to that old standby um, and taste that cigar again and realize that, wow, this really is still around because it's really good. And so don't forget about, you know, yes, try the new things and be excited about the new stuff. But, you know, don't forget about the things that have been around forever because they've been around forever for a reason. 
I'm not going to lie. You kind of just described me. I'm always looking for the new thing. I'm always yeah. looking for it. And that's okay. And, and There's I nothing wrong for, with you're, that. You're right. You're totally right. These companies have been around for, you know, what, 100, 100 years? Yeah. Yeah. And, we, and, we, you know, we've been blending cigars and making the same cigar over and over again because it's freaking good. And, and I you just, know. you forget about it sometimes. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's always, never going to hurt you to go back and just smoke what made the industry kind of old reliable you've only been smoking for three years but have you ever smoked a romeo anniversario never no so it would be new to you it would be mm-hmm. yeah it may not be the newest and, and greatest thing but you know i could buy a Heracon. well i can but i can't afford it but if i could right that's a brand new one but yet i'd still be happy with a Kuntosh. yeah i'd still be happy with a nova too even though they've you know got new novas out or yeah. the darts yeah. They got a new dart yet. Yeah, great and fun, but I can make another one just as fun. The old ones sometimes are still in fat. Give yourself a chance. Remember, like I mentioned earlier, take the take the labels off. Introduce something that maybe you haven't tried for a while or ever tried. It's been in existence for like the anniversario since 2000. Well, that's why I looked at this. I was like, this is such a great opportunity because one, obviously, I, I touched on how when I was first getting into cigars, I watched an interview that you did to kind of learn how to taste a cigar. And then second to that, the Aging Room uh, Quattro Nicaragua was one of the first cigars that I had that really got me into cigars. Really gave me cigar sickness. Really had to get over it because I, I feel like I started way too fast. Yeah. Uh, that was that one was of the very first strong ones, cigars. One of the me. first ones you gave me as well, and I really enjoyed that too. It's awesome. And well, it was a really good opportunity to sit down and talk with you guys. Obviously, this was really cool. Well, for new blends, we've got some great stuff that's in the pipeline. I can't talk about, but it's it's there's some that I've been involved in that are they're just I'm very excited to come out with because as a company we've now been able to talk with our factories and get them on board. Which the Dominican Nicaragua Honduras they're very staunch and they're very stout. This is the way we do it, and this is the way we've always done it. So we're not going to change. They're now open to change because if you took a global production of cigars. Two, it was at 66.67% in 2017. When I did the stats, two-thirds of those, or that number, were bought and sold in the U.S. Who's driving the bus? We need to get them on board, and that's what we've done, is we've got them on board with what U.S. consumers are looking for, and now we're listening to the U.S. consumers on what they're seeking. That's where the new can come in. But sometimes the old is just as good or better, depending on what your palate's been done, or how you, your palate's developed. And the other thing is, you know, don't always listen to what everybody tells you. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are like, oh, my God, I cannot believe you're smoking a Romeo and Joliet. You know, that's like an old man cigar. No, it, it doesn't have to be. You might really like it. You might like that Romeo Reserva Real Nicaragua. You know, the regular Reserva Real might be too mild for you, but that Nicaraguan might be perfect for you. One of my so, standbys is H. Upman. Yeah. I carry the H. Upman's with me everywhere. And I don't think I've ever smoked an H. Upman. And I, I feel like I fall right into this, you guys talking yeah, about. Yeah, you just have to kind of open. Me, you know, when I had my store, one of my biggest things was I always would tell people, you know, don't be so stuck on what you think other people are saying. You know, because other people will try to sway you in a way to be just like them. But not everybody is the same. Everybody is different. You might like pizza, but you might not like pizza. And that's kind of how you have to think of it. You know, so you can smoke. The best thing to do is just smoke your way around the humidor. Really go in and try you try the new stuff, but try the old stuff too. 
I like that. So it's funny you bring up the pizza thing. (laughs) Obviously, I don't want to go like on a crazy tangent here, but do you know a kid that doesn't like pizza? Because everybody knows one, and you always remember that they don't like pizza. (laughs) It's so fucking weird. I do. You do not. You don't like pizza. I help creator. My da- my daughter. I will always remember that oh, about da- you. My daughter does not like pizza. Oh, she's, but no, no, my daughter. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. I, 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 I was, was going to say last night. I said you. I told you I wanted pizza, and you were like, "Okay." I thought you were going to tell no. me you didn't like pizza. I know I a kid who pizza. doesn't like pizza. Weird kids. Everyone Weird remembers kids. the people that don't like pizza. No, how you remember kid, that person? How about a kid that doesn't like peanut butter? Oh, I don't like peanut butter. My kid. Yeah, I don't like, I'm not a big peanut butter fan. Really? Yeah. I find that very strange. I could eat peanut but butter like, by the spoonful. But like we, there's people that don't like certain things. There's a cigar for everybody. Don't be judgmental. Try a cigar. If you don't like it, I tell everybody at least try two. Because mm-hmm. sometimes the cigar may be yeah, rolled incorrectly. Yeah, buy two. Always it, buy two. It may not smoke right, but give it a second shot. And if you smoke two and you say, it's just not for me, go on to the next one. There are thousands of brands and if you guys really want to smoke like a professional try different sizes and try lanceros please. Oh, my first cigar was a lancero okay so I love thank you nice. please try okay. lanceros if you go Respect. to factories love, those guys I love lanceros. those yeah. guys that are blending they're not smoking 60s they are smoking lanceros coronas double coronas they are not smoking 60s yeah try it if what are you against me on that yep Remember yep. when I, I like I remember when I first started smoking cigars, it was always like, oh, man, the fattest dick, like 60 <laughs> by 60, as big as I can get it. It's got to be the best cigar. Bigger's better. People right? think six by 60s are value. They're great if you smoke like Caleb. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> value. I mean, there's nothing value. wrong you think with you're it. getting more. But you're going to get a different taste in a six by 60 than you are a Lancero. And now. 100%. So if 100%. you like a 60, you should try it in a different size and see if you still like it in that size. So I find myself really like now Robusta would be like my favorite size. Yeah. Like a like a five and a half by 50, something like right in there. Mm-hmm. Even like a Churchill. I like yeah. a Churchill. That 46 ring gauge is usually like ideal for me. Yeah. 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 So you probably like that Demi in oh, your hand. Is, yeah. This is like you. Yeah. yeah that de- Demi is my favorite size, but. Yeah. yeah, I always um, would try to get people to try smaller sizes and to just appreciate the wrapper because that's really what it's, you know, the wrapper is a lot of flavor. And you may remember on the episode where I talk about the, the wrappers, your flavor and the fillers where we add strength and accompanying flavors, either toned down or in heightened flavors on the wrapper. Mm-hmm. So six by 60, you get a lot more filler in there. You go down to those smaller ring gauges, you get a larger configuration of wrapper than you would filler by, by removing you, you, yeah. your, your combination on the outside is always going to be more you know when you, when you reduce so yeah the flavor is going to be bigger on a smaller one now and if you can slow down and not uh, act like a like a train engine that's pulling 280 cars you know if you're if you're like caleb and you do so fast and there are people that do no disrespect to that but i might suggest hey go to the six by 60 yeah because those can cool down faster they're they're kind of made for those fast smokers well another thing you need to consider when you're puffing on it like that and is that it can get so hot that it starts to explode and then you're going to be mad that your cigar started to like break apart we had these issues as well yeah these issues as well so you know sometimes there is some you know reason why people that they tell you the things they tell you, but yeah. whatever. Hey, now we got some pro advice from you two guys, so yeah. it's greatly really appreciated. Appreciate you, know, you guys coming you guys. on. Appreciate the listeners it. should definitely appreciate 
all the advice that you've given us today. Caleb, you got any closing notes for them? Well, actually, I just want to make sure you guys, um, if you got any social media that you need to plug, uh, here's your chance. Plug uh, everything about Altidus and everything about you guys as well. We'll make sure we put it on the show and make sure that uh, all your handles are up. Instagram, you guys are big in the Cigar Lifer is our, our corporate and follow that one or Monte Cristo underscore USA and Romeo underscore USA, H Evan underscore USA. Me personally, I am. What was my? Are you what's Travis smoking? That is it. That's it. That's uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think about it for a second. Like, what was that one? What is Travis smoking? All one word. So tell us one more time. What is Travis smoking right now? Monte Cristo 1935 Demi. Nice. Awesome. Nice. You? Any social media you want to plug? Um, I kind of just my personal social social media. I don't do a lot of cigar stuff on it, and the reason why is because I get so cons- I don't want to get so consumed with it that I forget about my life. So I apologize for that. That's fine. Um, so you know, that would be a no. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. And it's funny you bring that up because uh, for all you people that are requesting my personal page, all you cigar smokers out there, I get daily requests yeah, from people. Yeah, what happens is... is I, de- I decline them. Just follow the social media. If you have questions, yeah. I'll make sure I ask. But I keep yeah. my personal page as my... It, right. There's nothing about cigars. And, and, and God forbid if I went into one store and plugged one store and forgot to plug the next one, there would be hell to pay. That's another reason why I have kind of, and and they actually like give awards away at work, you know, like to whoever does the best social media. And we have some people that are really, really good at it, but I'm so afraid of forgetting someone. I don't want to get in trouble. So I just kind of let the social media take care of itself. Mame, ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I know. But guys, know. We, we appreciate you. you yeah. Know, us to come thank on you. And, and meet with y'all. And, and thank you again for, for what you guys are doing. Cause I know you keep in, Everybody around your area safe at your best of your ability. And, and, and you have the passion for it just like we do with cigars. You have it with that. So thank you. But thank you for letting us come on the show. And, and for all you viewers, thank you for watching. And, uh, you know, we look forward to maybe coming up and doing this again sometime in the future if I'm ever up in this way. If you guys ever need anything, I'm usually here like once a month. So well, you can reach out like to me. You should come on the show then. Yeah. Next time you're in anytime. Town. Oh yeah, we'll have, to, um, we'll have to get your number. We'll, we'll keep your number. Yeah, it just anytime. I'm here like once a month, and um, you know we come up for events and things like that. So yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love to keep in touch with you. These three, it's not her number for that. Yeah, no, just not at all. That. Not at all. I um, I promise you, I, I am. I'm one of the guys. I promise. And if you're old enough, seven digits. <laughs> you guys are too young. What's your Snapchat? <laughs> I'm old enough. It was. What's your snap? What's your route number? What's your, what's your yeah. six digits? Yeah, that's when you're old. Yeah. What's your six digit code? What? But that, yes, thank you. Thank you guys. Awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for making room for me today. Absolutely. No Anytime. Problem. You guys are both welcome back and we look forward to hearing from we you. We adjust on the fly. But thanks, Appreciate guys. It. Until next time. Yeah. Everybody next out time. there, remember Monte Cristo, Romeo, H Up, and Aging Room, Vega Fina, uh, St. Louis Ray. St. Louis Ray, Trinidad. Trinidad. The brands go on and on. Go Cassidy to Altidus, Garcia, even. You can go to Altidus, Omar Ortez. You can go to AltadisUSA.com. Check out the cigars. Yep. We hope there's there's going to be one out there you'll enjoy. You just have to go find it, but have fun in the adventure. Yep. That's what this is all about. And talk to your retailer. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Retailers do know. 100%. Yeah. So. All right. Perfect. All right, guys. We're just finishing up here. We had uh, two special guests on. We had Mame Kendall. And Travis Pappenheim from Altidus Cigars. Um, just wrapping up. They had to leave for an event, which we'll be at later. But, yeah, we're going to get to our cigar review and finish up a little more. Just general chat and banter. 
Yeah, I feel like what a wealth of knowledge. Uh, I mean, I wish I had the ability to taste a cigar like that and, you know, uh, enjoy it a little more than just smoking a cigar. Uh, what do you think, G? Yeah, man. I, it was. It sucks that we were on such a little time constraint because I felt like after he talked, I had thought of more questions each time. So hopefully we get to get them back in for a much more uh, longer sit down. What the fuck was that noise in the background? There was like a lawnmower or like a plane going over. That was not no plane, man. If that was a plane, some, it just sat some, above the house. Some landscaping was going on for sure. Yeah. Like in your neighborhood, definitely something. Of course, because, you know, there's no landscaping at all. It snowed yesterday. Uh, why Why would I have to worry about something like that? But hey, that's... Uh, the sun's out, so the people are trying to do some yard work. You know? We just adjust on the fly like always, and we just, uh, you know, figure it out. Yeah, I was having some brief technical difficulties there. <laughs> I don't even know why you brought it up. See, on the fly, yeah, on the fly, adjusting. Here. We adjust. He's, he's adjusting. We just adjust, man. That's what we do. I'm gonna have to invest. In but obviously, that was a really cool tape. episode for any of you guys listening. Um, definitely give Altidus a follow. Uh, they definitely just smoking just one Monte Cristo. I, it's been so long since I can say that I truthfully smoked a Monte I've Cristo. Never, I've never had one. This is the first. Well, I used to smoke like the Platinums and the White Label. And that was like when I first started cigars. And I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, sometimes you feel like you get into this craft boutique world and you kind of just stay there and you forget that these companies have been around for a hundred years. Like, you know, like they know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Uh, like so Romeo definitely and Juliet since the 1880s or something like that. Even humbling longer. experience for yeah. me because at first I, I think of these like big brand names and I'm like, eh, I'm like boutique you know, your Tatawahe, Room 101, Crown Heads, like limited cigars. like. But you forget about these companies, man. You really do. And they put out quality products and they deserve the respect that they, you well, know, are, are Here's given. the thing with legacy brands that let's not forget, we wouldn't have the boutique brands with a lot of these, without a lot of these legacy brands. For example, Tatawahe, my father's factory is who produces them. Yeah. So even if my father didn't exist... Tat wouldn't exist. It's a good point. Like fair, it's point. definitely a good point. Definitely fair. fair you know, yeah. and there's probably a hundred plus other brands that you know, Crown Heads going out of EP Carrillo's factory. Like you, you just go on and on, and these legacy brands, like they're legacy for a reason. And then our boutique brands that we all love eventually are around long enough where. They're, they're no longer considered boutique. They'll be legacy one day, perhaps, you know? Well, here's the example. Like, Davidoff, for all intents and purposes now, it is probably considered a legacy brand. Wouldn't you agree? Definitely. 100%. But, yes, they put out so many LE cigars a year, but they are definitely one of the oldest cigar brands out there. But, like, before, they were considered on, like, the level of, like, Aroma Craft or things of that nature. And it, like, Davidoff, by, if you were to look it up, on like forums and stuff, they would refer to it as the original boutique cigar. And well, yeah, something. Uh, how what's well, it been around since like the nineteen thirties or something? Like that? I, I'm not sure on the mass scale, especially in like you know Davidoff USA. But you know, all these brands are eventually just get picked up, and that's the corporate cycle and how you get it. Like the Osgander family, you know, they bring CAO up from, you know, being that small to mid-level to now in national international brand with stg alec bradley room 101 even like that's gonna be interesting do we consider room 101 a boutique brand now still 
I don't know, with their merger with, uh, you know, STG buying them and, and like their, their work now with them. I, I, I don't know. Like, are they that small little company that we've, you know, grown to know them as? I, I don't know if you can call it that. Like, I mean, here's the thing. Matt Booth, you know, love the guy, hate the guy. think he's, you know, could be strange, whichever, you know, how you, depending on how you feel. The guy is really, really integral to the cigar community. Mm-hmm. So him being involved with it still, I think it's going to have that feel to it, especially like in the creative side of it. Well, I feel like all that they did was they now gave him a bigger playground. I mean, he now has he now has the ability to go and play around with all these different, you know, Nicaraguan tobaccos and and all the all the areas that STG has available and and now he gets to play in that big playground now and who knows what he's going to come out with you know obviously the farce just you know rebranded it's now a Nicaraguan cigar he just changed the color of the band but going to be very interesting to see the kind of things that he does right yeah 100% now i mean Caleb did you are we getting into the review of this cigar yet yeah. or yeah i just the last thing i have to get to is my enjoyment but um think it'll let me just tally it up but yeah other than that i'm all done but for my first monte crisco man uh, not a bad cigar at all and i did love the size that we got into all right hold on i i have to interrupt you what's that monte cristo yeah monte cristo no you said crisco, crisco. like you calling it oil. like the cooking wheel you guys making fun of my accent again it's not an accent it's, if you pronounce a, it wrong that's a mispronunciation it's show the legacy brand some respect god damn it it's an yeah ex- put it's some an f on their name bro monte cristo there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. you got it. That's you said that. the T. Yeah, but it sounds like I talk like a, with a wisp. No, the T is not silent. <laughs> but it sounds like it with me. <laughs> All right, let me just get into this. Um, let me tally it up. Uh, appearance, I'm giving this like a nine. I like the gold and black band. Um, and the wrapper had a nice, like, very dark uh, brown, blackish color. So I liked it. It paired very well with the uh, band on it. Uh, burn, I gave this thing an eight and a half. Um, little lower score maybe goes to the pause that we had with them leaving and stuff you know had to relight it so i you know it happens when you do a, a show like this where people gotta leave um construction i gave it an eight and a half as well uh, i had a great stack of dimes on it but a little bit uh when i peeled the band some of the wrappers started peeling with it too and yeah maybe the glue didn't get hot enough or something yeah so you know not hey great stack of dimes so great smoke on that uh draw i went with the v cut it got a nine as well for me uh, no issues really with any draw. Great clouds of smoke every time I was smoking it. And enjoyment, uh, we had our two guests on, gave it a nine. It was great having Travis and Mame's company with us. Uh, always great smoking with you guys as well. Um, so I gave it a 44 overall, and that's an 88 for me. So for my first time smoking a Monte Cristo 1935, number <laughs> he two. He said it again. Dummy, uh, 88 overall for me. All right. I'm, I'm not even going to mess with this guy. <laughs> uh, Monte Cristo. 1935 anniversary demi size appearance eight and a half thought the band was really cool black and gold straight to the point liked it burn nine really took the opportunity to listen to travis just slow it down a little bit really focus on the burn so that definitely helped out uh construction i gave it a nine the size no issues like you had a little bit of an issue taking off your band. I didn't have that issue. Uh, the draw eight and a half, really good draw, really good, really good flavors. Uh, I hate to go back to my dominant 
tasting notes, but espresso, coffee, cocoa, your, your normal tasting notes from me. Uh, the enjoyment, I gave it a 9, bringing me to a 44 and an 88 overall. Got a little uh, hot pepper spice at the end. Uh, yeah, it's getting I'm a getting, little hot. Get into the last third, but yes, it's coming out at the end. Gio, how'd All you right. do, buddy? I just literally finished. This is perfect timing here as I hit my double up for that final score. So appearance, I differed a little bit on you guys. I gave this a 7.5. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very simplistic in comparison to... Especially the previous three cigars we smoked all had very, very unique uh, packaging, banding. But it's but it's but it's gold, Gio. It's 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 gold. It's just a single band, though. Like I mean, you have you have to look at the totality of it. I even looked up a picture of the box, things of that nature. Sure. Like when I view appearance, not only do I look at just a single cigar, I look at how it sits on a shelf. Mm-hmm. So that's just my background on that. So, and what catches the eye? And if we're being honest here, in that department, it's going to blend in with probably 60 other cigars. Sure. Uh, so, that's where that 7.5 comes into play. Okay. Now, Burn gave this bad boy a 9. I think one touch-up. And that was when I had to relight it after we had a brief pause in the show. Uh, construction, 8.5. Zero issues. I had like a quarter of an ash fall on me and that was probably just because i moved around too much i'm not knocking that by any means thing ashed when i wanted to you know perfect perfect ash like burned all the way around in that nice little like oblong circle that you like draw i gave it an eight i v cut this one just because we were seemed to be rushing here and seemed that i like v cutting corona size cigars okay i think that's just a little bit better here who knows to some who Caleb did you straight cut it? I did a V as well, but I I'm I'm with you there uh with this size cigar, I like the V cut as well. What did you do, Jer? The usual. Straight, straight cut, cut again. Yeah. Okay. Now enjoyment enjoyment speaks to your overall smoking experience in conjunction here like, you know, I'm not thinking about the cigar, I'm just being able to enjoy the flavors and add in the fact that we were having a great conversation where I learned essentially, you know, cigars 201 for us here. Where we got into, you know, more complexities, smoking techniques. Someone finally got Caleb to not chief it. Yeah, uh, that was that was like a little victory just for them yeah. to to make Caleb <laughs> yeah. just slow down, enjoy the moment. And I don't know if either of you guys touched it, but this thing put out some very very impressive clouds for its small stature. I was thinking when there was five going at once, I was like, damn man, we got two air filters in here. <laughs> it was smoky, and man. it was smoky. It was definitely smoky. Yeah. Fat clouds. Which, thing packs a punch. Yeah. And, you know, I'm never going to be disappointed in a nice little 46 ring gauge of a cigar. Definitely a solid uh, put there. So that brought, you know, my enjoyment to a 9. Brought my overall score to a 42. Doubled up. Gave it an 84. All right. Yeah. All right, we're going to divide that by three. So the overall score for this cigar was an 86.66. Not bad. So 86.7 if you round up. Not not bad bad at all. Yeah. I mean, enjoyable. Definitely would like to try some further ones. I mean, we won't say what it is, but I'm kind of excited to try the uh, newer version that they have coming out soon. Sure. Now, almost accidentally smoked it. I would have had it (laughs) down to her first. (laughs) Yeah. So we we do have that opportunity in front of us. Uh, Caleb. 
You got any closing notes of the episode, buddy? Guys, make sure you uh, give Altidus a follow. And all their, there's so many other brands that they have. Like, you know, Travis listed them all. There's too many that I can't even keep track. He, he listed like 10 of them. So make sure you give them maybe all a follow. Uh, if you can find Travis's page, what is Travis smoking? Give him a follow as well. Um, but make sure you guys give us a follow. That's really important here. You know, subscribe to Down to Herf on YouTube. Subscribe to our Facebook, our Instagram, the TikTok. Make sure you ring the bell so you know your subscriber and you get alerts when we post new videos. That's very important. They drop every Wednesday, just so you guys know. But uh, keep up the likes and the comments. Uh, let us know how you feel about Monte Cristo cigars as well. As well. Any closing notes from you, Gio? Smoke them if you got them, boys, and don't be afraid to try any cigar. That's true. Oh, and also, guys, make sure you do find us on Cigar Hustler Podcast Network when you're looking for us on Spotify, iTunes, all sorts of Apple Music, all that stuff. Very important because we are on their platform now. Perfect. Uh, just make sure you guys are giving, like Caleb said, give Altidus a follow, Altidus USA. Uh, make sure you guys are subscribing to the YouTube channel. Uh, obviously, it's really good to, you know see us in in studio and you know the production that we try to put together for you guys to make this a more enjoyable watch uh grower gang and aside from that find us on the number one cigar podcast on podbean cigar hustler podcast network that being said guys we'll see you guys next wednesday and enjoy your week The Down to Herf podcast, its owners and sponsors take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers, and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It's not our intention to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Jerry Lewandowski, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their show. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hopes that they will be entertaining to the audience.